Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Hearing in Colour with your host Matt Simon. Today I'm going to do another deep songwriting dive on the song Never from a band Indighost. This was inspired by and basically tells the story of George Orwell's novel 1984. This is set in a dystopian future. It was written in 1948, but it predicted many of the things that would come to pass with overreaching government. The story follows two characters who work in a government department and are eventually just crushed, brainwashed and broken by the system.
So this recording had a different lineup. It was an earlier one. They had uh, Masashi on guitar, we had Stu on bass, and Graham on drums. We got to record this one for free. So when I was at music college, there was also a lot of other people at recording college who were studying recording, and they needed projects for their assignments. So they put up adverts saying, we need a band, and then people would submit their links and then choose who they want to work with. So we got a few free recordings, which was nice. This was done in a very nice studio in London and I remember it being really hot, it must have been the summer and they had, <laughs> our drummer had a fan by his drum kit but you couldn't hear it as he was playing. And Masashi, who was, he's an incredible guitarist and very unique sense of style but maybe it's normal in Japan but he, he stood out a bit here but he was just so genuinely cool that you didn't notice and he turned up to the recording studio with this velvet blazer and I was like, why are you wearing that? He's like, well, maybe if I get asked to go somewhere afterwards. <laughs> what? I've done acoustic arrangements of almost all my songs, and this was actually an acoustic arrangement of an electric one we did earlier on in the band's career. I say career. I also make sure we always have live instruments and real musicians. On Shapeshifter, we used a couple of samples, which is the wind and the heartbeat, but for this, I've written string parts, so I really wanted real string players on this, and I had a duo come up. Uh, I think it was like, viola and violin or they both violin can't remember but they had a really good time and it was quite a nice studio so they came down quite impressed <laughs> we weren't paying for it it wasn't really us they even came down to do another session there was a song i'd done called when you were mine um that was a ballad it was quite a nice song and they played on that as well for free so the song basically tells the story of the novel 1984 i'd had the music for a different song that i was going to use for this one uh will come up later the song called potential uh with a very sort of bleak opening I was going to use that, but then eventually use that for the song Potential. So this was written in five, because I like odd time signatures. Um, the acoustic version, we never played it live like this. It's always the live one. But I can't wait to do an acoustic show of this sometime. So the song starts with a nylon guitar part. I played that one, and then Masashi played the parts with a pick on a steel string guitar. And the strings kind of bleed in, and then the song comes in. So the characters, uh, there's a couple and they get together, but they know that events are never going to go their way and they're eventually going to get pulled apart. So the song Never, that's where the tension comes from because they've found this light in the darkness, but they know that it's never going to last, uh, but they've never had it better, but they know that they're on a time bomb. So that tension runs all the way through the song. So the characters, Julia and Winston, work in one of the government departments. There's four government departments, there are four ministries. There's the Ministry of Peace. Uh, so all these departments are the opposite of what they say they are. So the Ministry of Peace uh, basically makes sure that there's just an eternal war. There's the Ministry of Plenty, which rations food, but the, uh, they've basically <laughs> reduced the quality of living. Uh, Ministry of Truth, um, you can imagine what they do. And then the Ministry of Love identifies, monitors, arrests and converts real and imagined dissidents. This is also the place where the Thought Police beat and torture dissidents after which they are sent to room 101 to face the worst thing in the world until love for big brother and party replaces dissension so basically psychologically breaking someone and brainwashing them obviously there's a lot of social commentary here and the ministry of peace could be any of the uh, national governments i mean this sounds very much like the military industrial complex which benefits greatly from war selling armaments these things this book also runs in a similar vein to Aldous Huxley's Brave New World and H.G. Wells' The Time Machine. Basically looking ahead and saying, well, this is where society is at the moment, and I think it's going downhill, and it's probably going to end up around here in the not-too-distant future. So the story starts, and 
Winston works at the Ministry of Truth. He's uh, changing documents to fit the narrative, um, getting rid of old ones and generally feeding the propaganda machine. He visits an antique shop and he buys a diary which is used to write in private uh, criticisms of the government and he also buys a paperweight. And then he meets a girl called Julia, who is apparently a rebel from the waist down. <laughs> and um, she works in the novel writing department, but is politically not too bothered about things. He hands her a note and they start an affair, but they have to keep it secret. So the lyrics I have here. She's a girl, never smiles. Where she works is so full of hate. So this was the government department. Wears a red sash around her waist, angel faced and she's still chaste. So the red sash, I think, was from a temperance movement, and she was pretending to be um, very chaste, but wasn't really. No one knows our affair, hid from all but the room we share. So above the antique shop was where they'd meet, as in their apartments, uh, there was cameras everywhere, and in the film you see there's like forced exercise routines, and they have to look. Uh, it's broadcast through the TV, and they have to even smile when they're doing it. So it's like absolute surveillance. Uh, they take a trip outside the city and just so they can have some time alone. Waking up to a summer breeze with grass stains on her knees. So <laughs> I think you know what that means. So musically, this is quite simple in terms of the chords, but uh, I've used old time signatures again and to give a kind of wonky tension to the whole thing. So this riff doesn't appear in the electric version of the song, it's a purely for the acoustic one. It's a nice picking thing as E minor plus nine chords and then, then a softer A minor sus chord. Because this is an acoustic version, there's a lot more space in the arrangement, and I see that also as the, the distance between them, and also the general bleakness of the situation. There's some harmonics in the second part of the riff, but normally those sound quite nice, but here they, they sound crisp, but I think they just add to the general coldness of the minor chords. She's a girl, never smiles, but she works. I feel there's a lot of tension in the song, and you need tension because tension release, that's where the drama comes from. But there's just this overall sense of they know things are going to go wrong, and I try to reflect that in the music and chorus. It's definitely one of the earliest songs where I got old time signatures right. I've got one called Seven Sins, which is in seven as well. Um, and some of the rhythms here are fairly simple in the vocal lines, but just generally working out how to do it and placing them. Eventually it should become as natural as writing an any time signature and then your words and rhythms should flow over the top. But yeah, quite happy with the way the sound is. I think the drum beat is borrowed from Sting's, oh him again, uh, Seven Days, which is also written in five. But it's um, a very nice easy beat to put over this. Normally if you're playing in four, you can split things quite evenly into two and two. Whereas in five, you've got to split in two and three. So it's a bit like a slightly wonky walk. So imagine you're walking and one leg is noticeably bigger than the other, your pace is going to be uneven. And it's just that odd rhythm that's not quite settled as to the the unsettled theme. It also takes quite a bit of counting when you start with this because naturally playing in four seems easy, you don't really have to think about it, but in five you've just got to add that extra beat on. Or if you're playing a bass line, you've just got to add a, another two notes just to step it onto the next bar. So there's, it's almost like there's a little pause at the end of every section just to stretch it out and add a bit more tension, a bit more unease to it. She's a girl, never smiles, when she works, it's full of hate, where's the red sash? 
for the chorus uh, the bass line ascends and a little uplift like this hopeful oh things are going to be okay at least there's some light in the darkness but then it just falls down again as you know that nope it's never going to last we're sitting on a time bomb I know that this could never last but I've never had it better something new to write in my diary so that was a diary where he was writing his uh, criticisms and just trying to keep things private there's very little privacy I'll hide it away where no one else will ever see it we hold hands in a crowd uh, they weren't really able to hold hands at work or public displays of affection so if they were walking through town they could hold hands in a private way because if they're in a crowd people wouldn't be able to see it so secretive and you know a secret love affair could be exciting but there's so much pressure to keep the secret that they'll basically be ruined uh, if they're found out and of course they eventually are Phrases from the book which have now entered common language, so thought police, um, thought crimes, people thinking the wrong things, and then double think, which was um, where you'd have to hold two contradictory views, but it would generally require brainwashing to do that. Time for a quick ad. Do you like free money? Who doesn't? Sign up today for a free crypto.com debit card and you and I get $25 each. Also, you get between 1% and 8% cashback in crypto. Link in the show notes. So for the second verse, I uh, didn't change anything on the arrangement, but the lyrics follow a bit more of the story along. Now we talk by instalments, a string of words longer than a street. This is actually quite sad what they had to do, because uh, when I said they were holding hands in a crowd, what they would do is, if they were in a crowd, they'd write little notes to each other and then hand them to each other and secretly read them while they're walking in the crowd. So they're talking by instalments string of words longer than a street so a little bit of paper but it might take you a whole street to read it have to hide how we really feel a new love to conceal that's quite obvious now our lives are so fragile through the dark for a little while here we are in a world of glass and all of this will soon pass uh, the paperweight that he bought was i think it had coral in it but it was glass sometimes in books you know there's things are supposed to be like very symbolic and it's like oh but the curtains were blue and this meant this and he was depressed and sometimes it just means no the curtains were blue um i'm not sure that the paperweight referenced this but i just put this in as another thing because uh it was quite symbolic for me that a paperweight and it's made of glass it's very fragile so it represents their situation that's going to break and shatter very soon is there any hope for them not really no and they know that I was feeling a bit melodramatic uh, when I wrote it, but obviously it's one of the all-time great novels and it was such a great story that I thought, yeah, I can definitely write a song about this. So the secret meeting place I had, which is above the antique shop, turns out that the owner of the antique shop uh, turned them into the police and they get hauled in and they get taken to room 101, which you may have heard of, uh, for re-education, brainwashing basically. So in room 101, you face your greatest fears. I'm not sure how they know that, but they... Um, you're faced with it and they basically just break you psychologically and keep exposing you to it until you admit uh, that you love the party and you renounce everything else. Different uh, violin line in the middle and it can sound very melancholy, can't it? It's a violin, but key change for this. And again, I feel that the rhythm of the vocal line is a little bit basic, but I'm still learning how to put these across odd time signatures. Different guitar riff and I realise I've used some of these same ideas in a song I wrote about my wife. <laughs> Moving thirds against the open strings. Crowd. 
So I've got to give credit to my friend Johan for helping me out on one of these lines. What comes, how, how do you describe 101 in an interesting way? They took me past a hundred doors. Excellent. So <laughs> thanks for that. So they took me past a hundred doors, which is room 101, way up on the higher floors. So they've been hauled into this building and separated. I wonder if she's somewhere near, up against the greater sphere. So he knows that she's going to be up against psychological torture, basically. Betray love to save a life. Now she'll never be a wife. So they're going to be played off against each other and they have to renounce their relationship and just be brainwashed. I never thought it would end like this. I still remember the final kiss. Actually, you know, looking back on that line, um, that goes against everything I've just said. <laughs> I thought they knew that they were going to um, be broken up, but the Winston, the guy, definitely thinks he's holding out against that. And so... I mean, yeah, if they're up against this torture, you, you don't really expect that, do you? I still remember the final kiss. Uh, maybe he didn't, um, but I just thought that line rhymes quite nicely. So we recorded this in quite a nice studio, and then I went over to the producer's house to just uh, tweak the mixing, and it was in his flat. And he was French, his name was René, and he had, a, I think, a German girlfriend. And the dog, um, it didn't speak German, but it understood German. Uh, it was quite funny because he could talk to it in English or whatever and it wouldn't do anything. But if he'd say, Wurst Katze, which is German for, where's the cat? It would perk up and like run around the room. And we overdubbed a few of the vocals. Um, I think it was sort of some of the chorus. And so we were at his small flat and his girlfriend was doing some washing up in the sink and she was washing some glasses and I could hear them clinking as I was singing. I thought, I hope that's not going to be picked up on the mic. But I couldn't really say anything because he was mixing it for free and like we were in their place. And I couldn't tell her, like, oh, just do you mind shifting it? We're doing some vocals. But luckily, uh, you can't hear it on the song. I was really impressed with the production. It sounded great. And I messaged him afterwards saying, you know, that was sounded great. Can we hire you again? How much does it cost? Uh, he didn't get back to me. It's a shame. Fun times, though. So it was remastered for the EP, uh, just bring it in line with the audio of the other four songs. It's quite a sad story, but then that does touch you. But I wanted to write a follow-up song to give the characters a happy ending. So I've got another song called Ever, which we never played live. Uh, we were recording it, but then people didn't turn up to the studio and things. A bit annoying. So that's still in the works. And again, I've got an acoustic version of that as well. So... So the story forever picks up where this one leaves off. They've basically been brainwashed um, and Winston now has this double think where he's accepts all the party propaganda and accepts that things are free and he's just happy the way he is. And then she's been similarly brainwashed and they don't really know each other. They won't pass in passing, but uh, they're nothing. They're a shadow of their former selves. Um, but I like to think that it was only like this on the physical realm. So... There's a theory that when you sleep, your body, your spirit form goes up into the astral plane and then you can do all those sorts of things there and that's free from all the human conditioning and any abuses and anything. So uh, the lyrics there were that they were, during the day, just brainwashed, but then at night they'd come alive and meet each other again in the spirit realm and then they'd be happy and then they're basically waiting for the final dawn, uh, the final day of their lives, so then they can be free of the physical bodies and they can be together again in full harmony. The song also carries on the musical themes. It's written in 5-4 again and has the same sort of rhythmic drive, um, but a slightly different key and the riffs are slightly different. And then I did some of the 
probably the best vocals I've ever recorded for that middle section. I need to get back into that kind of shape because it's really high, but I did a couple of takes where it sounded awesome. Um, so it starts off a bit quieter, has this big thing in the middle, and then chills out again at the end. Now, for comparison, here's a cheeky little preview of Ever. <laughs> Right, thanks for listening. That was Never. The next episode will be They Don't Believe Me, which is people who maybe have psychic abilities being locked up in mental hospitals. You can find us Hearing in Colour on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube, where you can find pictures and links. If you'd like to earn money with no effort at all, simply by having your phone on, the data is being sold around the world anyway, and the Tapestry app helps you take a cut. Link in the show notes. <laughs>